Welcome back to Mind Your Own Motherhood Monday, where every Monday I upload a brand new podcast. My name is Kayla, and you can find this podcast on anywhere you find podcasts. Today's podcast is going to be my first podcast on here, and I'm so excited that you guys are here and listening. Uh, this is one of my dreams that I have been dreaming up for so long. Actually, I was in the works of making this podcast and having it go live in January, but a lot of things came up in December and I decided to put it off. So that's why we're here right now. And I'm just like so excited that you guys are here and I'm so excited to be doing this podcast. So today's episode is going to be kind of introducing myself and letting you guys get to know me a little bit more. So this is kind of just kind of be a little little rambly a little bit. So I have no outline for this and we're just going to sit down and kind of talk about my life and kind of everything about me and what I feel like you guys should know about me and what I feel like I want you guys to know and everything like that. So uh, we're going to start at the very, very, very beginning. So I was born in ni- 1997. Uh, I am 23 years old. I will be 24 in November. And I have two kids. I am also married. So I'm going to kind of run over everything that has happened in my life. So this is going to be kind of a little bit challenging, I think. Um, at the age of three, I had actually lost my grandmother, and that is actually the very first memory that I have. I remember sitting at her bed and literally watching her pass away, and I remember that like it was yesterday, and it's so crazy that in a three-year-old brain, I can remember that. I mean, I was the same age as my daughter right now. And it's so crazy that that was my first memory and I still to this day remember it. So, and skipping forward because I don't remember anything after that. I was six years old and I started school. Now, if you guys don't know and don't follow me, I have a crooked smile and I was born with it. It is a birth defect. Um, and a lot of people have made fun of me for it pretty much my entire life, especially online. People are really brutal. (laughs) Let's be real. They're brutal. Starting at six years old, I remember being really, really depressed. Not just sad, but like depressed. I could put a label on it. And at six years old, I was being bullied. Um, My home life was not very great. And I developed depression and anxiety. And at the age of 17, I was finally diagnosed by a therapist, but it was really hard um, going through my life. I, I know a lot of people can look at your life and be like, oh, you went to all of these things or you had money and your life was perfect. And it's like, it doesn't really work like that. <laughs> um, you know, your life can be kind of traumatic and to the outside of people, people can look at you and say, but you had a great life. And that's how people kind of look at me. They, they see that I kind of came from a little bit of money. Um, We went on trips a lot and they see that and they're like, but you had a great life. And that was just not the whole truth. Um, it It was a very traumatic childhood. Let's just say that. 
Um, I actually want to go into my whole um, mental health journey up to now in another podcast, just kind of like talking about it. So um, if you guys want to see that, definitely subscribe to this podcast and that should be up in the next couple weeks because I do want to film that here soon. But it was definitely really hard as a kid just like growing up. So fast forwarding, because I really don't remember a lot of my childhood, because if you guys didn't know, when you have a traumatic event happen, your brain actually blocks out a couple years even. I have whole chunks of years that I don't remember. So um, fast forwarding to when I was 16 years old, I was in the height of my depression. I, it was just not good. I'm going to go into a whole other video on that. So fast forwarding to when I was 16, I actually tried ending my life and that was very hard. Um, I didn't tell a single person for years that I tried doing that and no one believed me and still no one believes me because they're like, oh, but you had a great childhood. And it's like, no, I didn't. (laughs) Um, so anyway, going forward at 17 years old, I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety right after my parents got divorced. I actually had my very, very, very first anxiety attack. Um, my parents were going through a divorce. Me and my mom were looking for an apartment and I had my very first anxiety attack after we were looking for an apartment. I thought I was dying. Like I'm, I'm going to be blunt with you. I thought I was dying. It's so crazy to me that you can think that you're dying from just an anxiety attack. And a lot of people say that, like, I thought I was dying and I couldn't breathe. I didn't know what was happening. It was scary. And after my parents had moved away from each other and me and my mom settled down, uh, my mom had actually made me an appointment. And I am so, so grateful for her because if it wasn't for her making me a therapy appointment, I would have never gone. I'm just the type of person that I'm like, I can do it on my own. I don't want to ask for help. And sometimes you have to ask for help. And that's just that. But, you know, my life up to then had been very traumatic. I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even realize that it was trauma until I was about 21. Um, that was very hard for me. So anyway, this isn't talking about mental health right now. (laughs) So yeah, I went to my therapist for about six months and she actually wanted to diagnose me with ADHD and my parents did not like that. Um, it actually runs in my family. Both of my brothers have ADD and ADHD, so it's not like too weird that I should have it, but she was like, you know, I can't like fully diagnose you because I'm not, I'm not that kind of like skilled in ADHD, but she was like, you have tendencies of ADHD and I want to get you checked out. And then I never went back to that therapist because my parents pulled me out. So anyway, (laughs) um, I was 18 and I had actually graduated in 2016 and then um, me and my mom moved away from each other. So 
I was actually seeing this guy at it at the time, which was the stupidest idea. Like this guy turned out to be a horrible, horrible, horrible person. He did horrible things. And I was going to stay for this dude. I was going to move in with my dad. Um, that was not a good relationship at all with me and my dad. And I don't know. I was just like willing to put up with the trauma for this guy that did all these horrible things after. So anyway, um, after everything was said and done, I graduated. And a couple days after I graduated, um, I started talking to this guy on Facebook. This guy's name was Brayden. <laughs> uh, he he was amazing. And at first I did not want to talk to him. I didn't want anything to do with guys. I was so over it. I was so done with the pettiness and just being horrible. And so I decided like, fuck it. I'm going to go on a date with this guy. Like, fuck it. <laughs> um, so I decided, whatever, I'm just going to give him a chance. I, if, if anything, we might just hook up. <laughs> Honestly, that's what I thought. And then I met him for the first time and I will never forget our eyes meeting and just like his blue electric eyes like shot through my fucking heart. I'm not even joking. I always say, I even said this in our vows that, um, that I, that our eyes met and my heart whispered, hello, there you are. And it's true because that's how I felt in that very moment. I was like, oh, hi. I had never had that feeling before where it was like instant connection. Um, I've always been the type of person that has been like nervous on first dates. And this was not that. This was so different. It was electrifying. It was, it was crazy how it happened and I still can't believe it. Like to this day, like I still can't believe it. It's been five years. Um, by the time you guys are watching this, it will be five years. So we will be celebrating five years on June 2nd. So on our first date, it was June 2nd and a lot of stuff had happened in our relationship. We started dating on June 2nd, the day that we had our first date. And we actually said, I love you. We also hooked up. Um, but that's beside the point. <laughs> and about a week or so after dating, I was working one night and I got really bad, like really bad, uh, like flu-like symptoms. I don't know what it was. I actually, he was staying at his mom's and I was like, hey, um, can you bring me some Pepto-Bismol? <laughs> like, I need something because I was going to throw up. Luckily, this one person that also worked at my job, uh, she covered for me for the, my rest of my shift. And I was so thankful for her because, oh my God, I felt like I was going to throw up and shit at the same time. It was horrible. Uh, I don't recommend that. So, um, but Brayden picked me up after I asked this lady if she could, um, she could cover for my shift. And she said, yes, Brayden comes and picks me up. And I had actually just quit my other job. Um, and so I was, I needed to go get my last paycheck. 
So I went to my old job, which was about 10 minutes away. So I had literally only been gone for like maybe 10 minutes. And my father messages me saying, where are you? And this is alleged, but I believe that he was tracking me. So there's that. Um, you know, when that happened, Brayden had actually suggested like, hey, I see that you and your dad don't have a great relationship. How about we just move in together? And that terrified me. That thought terrified me because we had only been dating for a week. And the more that I thought about it, I think it was the next day I had slept on the idea and I was like, okay, I, I hate this house. I need out of this house. And that's just that. Like, let's start looking for apartments. I'm ready to do this. We can do this. And there's that. It was a lot of, of back and forth between me and my dad. And it's, our relationship has just not been great. If you guys don't know, I haven't talked to my father in five years and it's truly been the best five years of my life. So, and it's just crazy how like everything just kind of happens in piles and, um, just kind of like comes together like a puzzle. So I hadn't told my dad that I was going to move out. Actually, I wasn't going to, I was literally just going to have the U-Haul be at our house and pack up all my shit and say, see, I wanted to just say, see ya. And that did not happen because I was actually kicked out of his house. Um, after a huge blow up fight that we had over stupid things, it was just, it was a very toxic relationship between me and my father. And I don't even know if I can really truly call him a father. So, uh, let's be real there. It was one of the worst relationships ever, and it was toxic and horrible, and I'm so fucking glad that I got out. In fact, I want to have a tattoo on me of that day that I got out with a pair of wings. Um, if you have ever been in that kind of situation, you know that that date means a lot to you because it means that you're finally free. And it's so crazy because I'm fucking free. <laughs> um, anyway, so yes, I was kicked out and I was actually on the street because our apartment wasn't ready for another, I want to say two or so weeks. So I was, I literally had nowhere to go. I walked down, I walked down to the park that was just down the street because I was kicked out at that point. And I did not want to be in that house. I, it was just, it was horrible and toxic and toxic is toxic no matter who it is, family or not. I know a lot of my family is probably going to watch this and be like, oh my God. Um, but toxic is fucking toxic and that's fucking okay to just leave. It's okay to just leave no matter if it's your father, your mother, your brother, your uncle, your aunt, like whoever the fuck it is, toxic is toxic and it's never okay for it to be toxic, but it is okay to leave. And I'm so glad that I got out. But anyway, that's kind of not what this is about. <laughs> Moving on, um, I had actually stayed with my aunt. She was so amazing to let me stay with her for a couple days. 
Um, and then my mom came and got me and we went to, um, I can't remember exactly where we went to now. I think we went to my aunt's cabin or something along those lines. And we just like kind of had a little, a little week where we just hung out, which was really nice to have with my mother. I love my mom so much. She was amazing. She is the best mom ever. She's the best grandma ever. I couldn't ask for someone more amazing and I'm going to cry. Fuck. <laughs> um, she has been my rock through everything and I'm just so grateful for her and for everything she's done for me in my life. And it's, it's amazing. But anyway, so me and her stay, I stay at her house for a little bit and she takes me down to where our apartment is. Um, we pack up all of our stuff and we bring it to our apartment. We sign the lease and we move in. Literally, it wasn't even two months after we started dating that we moved in together. And truly, that was the best decision I could have ever made. And I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, why did you do that? Um, people think that it was like, a rushed decision and I mean in a sense it was because you think like two months you don't really know a person however this was no normal person this was I felt like I had known Brayden for years and it was truly kind of like a love connection that I never knew even existed to be fucking real let alone I had never had by anyone um and I, I loved him from the moment I met him. And I know that's crazy to say, but it's true. Okay, so backing up a little bit. Um, in October, going forward just a little bit. So we had moved in on July 27th of 2016. And in October, we had had every single one of our debts paid off, which was crazy. And it was very, very, very hard. Like we put our nose to the grindstone and just kept going. And by October, we had every single one of our debts paid off, except for my husband's, at the time, boyfriend's ex-fiance's wedding ring. Um, so yeah, he was going to get married. <laughs> but anyway, that's beside the point. He also has a child. So I knew this when I met him and I knew that it was something that I I wanted and I feel like a lot of people have to weigh that when they're dating a parent you know they're like oh is it something that I can do obviously I can fucking do it I have two kids now but um you know I knew that he had a child and I knew that they were split up and it's their relationship was rocky and I'm not going to go into any of that whole thing. Their custody is rocky. Everything was just kind of rocky with them and that's just kind of it. But in October, when we had all of our debts paid off, I had actually thought that I was pregnant. I had actually skipped a couple of my birth control pills, <laughs> um, not on purpose. And I was like, shit, I think I might be pregnant. I was actually having flu-like symptoms. I was throwing up. Um, it was horrible. And 
turns out it was just the flu. So I took a test, came back negative, and I was like, oh, wait, why do I feel sad? I didn't realize it at the time, but I was kind of becoming okay with the fact that I might be pregnant. For two days before taking a test, I had thought that I was pregnant. So for those 48 hours, I was convinced. And for some reason in my brain, I became okay with it. And I had no idea consciously until I took that test. So after that test came back negative, I started talking to Brayden and I was like, I'm sad. Like, I'm sad that it's negative and I don't understand why I didn't realize that I was even going to be sad. Like, the entire time I was freaking out. Like, oh God, there's going to be a baby. And then I became sad and I didn't understand why. And I, I now know a lot of other people have had this experience as well. Um, and so in November, we had started trying for a baby and both me and Brayden were on the same page and we were like, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And that's kind of like his mindset on everything. He's always been the type of person that it's like, it's in God's hands now. And I've always been the type of person that like needs to plan every single part of my life. And so in November, we started trying after so many times of talking. I know a lot of people hear our story and they're like, oh, you were just like dumb teenagers, not like using protection. First of all, Brayden was 21. <laughs> um, so he was not a teenager. Um, but no, our story is kind of something somewhat of a miracle, I think. <laughs> uh, we were not just dumb teenagers not using protection and it's like, oops, we got pregnant. No, that was not us. Um, we had tried 100% tracking everything. I was tracking my cycles. Um, it's so crazy that like a lot of people see that I was a young mom. I mean, I was 18 when we started trying. Um, I was 19 when I got pregnant because my birthday is in November and that's the month that we started trying. But it's just so crazy that a lot of people look at young moms and they're like, oh, you're just young. You're stupid. You, this was just a stupid decision. And it's like, no, it actually isn't. Going back, I actually forgot to touch on this. I have endometriosis. And I know a lot of you know what that is um, because I talk about it a lot over on my Instagram at Kayla Natalie underscore. So definitely go follow me over there if you want to like know more about this. But it's a reproductive disease that is wrapped around my um, reproductive organs as well as probably my other organs is like by now. So um, my mom actually didn't conceive for about 10 years um, with her endometriosis. So I was like, you know, it's probably going to take the same amount of time because like mother, like daughter, right? Uh, and because of endometriosis, it can cause infertility. And so she had struggled with infertility for so long. And I just thought that like, I was going to be the same way. So, um, November came around. I actually didn't I didn't conceive that month and that was really hard like in my in my brain I'm like oh conceiving should be so easy because they always tell you never have sex or you'll get pregnant I'm sorry but that is so fucking false 
especially after trying for my son. <laughs> so, um, the first month was not successful. And then come around to December, I felt like that month was not going to be successful at all. It was obviously Christmas time. I was stressful. It was stressful. It was, I just felt like I wasn't pregnant. Like I had zero symptoms, but I can look back now and be like, oh, that was kind of a symptom. And that was kind of a symptom. But at the time I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> um, so my period time had come and gone. I think I was actually supposed to start on New Year's Eve and I didn't. Um, I think it might have been even the day before New Year's Eve. Anyway, I didn't start. And I was like, oh, my period's late because I had just gotten off the pill and the month before my period had been late and it just came. So, and that was because of the pill. <laughs> no, honey, not how that happens. Um, that was 100% not how it happened. <laughs> I was late for a fucking week before I took a test because I was like, oh, my period's just late. I'm not pregnant. I don't want to get my hopes up. Like taking a test can be very, very vulnerable and very, very hard. Um, and so I didn't want to get my hopes up and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to wait these five minutes and just feel so much hope in my life and then have it not be what I thought. And actually with my ovulation, um, I can feel my ovulation with my endometriosis. It's not fun at all to be able to feel it. It is so very, very, very painful. And so I felt my ovulation that month. It was truly the worst it had ever been. And I said to myself, if we don't get pregnant this month, I'm getting back on birth control pills because I cannot do this pain. Endometriosis comes along with a lot of pain and it's very, very, very painful. And a lot of people don't know that. And it's, it's not fun at all. So anyway, um, so I am a week late. My best friend at the time, she's no longer my friend anymore, but at the time she was like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, and me and her were just talking one day and I said, I'm going to go take a test. So on January 5th, 2017, I took a test. Lo and behold, it was a digital test. I had never taken a digital before. It was from the month previous and it was supposed to be like a double check type thing. Like you take the line test and then you take the digital test just to like be sure and that was the only test that I had was a digital I had no idea how it worked I obviously knew how to like pee on it because like you just pee on a fucking stick <laughs> but I didn't know about the screen it wasn't doing anything and I had never used a digital before and I remember looking at it after I peed on it and being like, what the fuck? It's faulty. Like, it's not even doing anything. It's not going to show me anything. <laughs> Hint right there. Pregnancy hormones were already causing me to be irrational. <laughs> um, but anyway, it was just, it was, it was the weirdest thing. So I walked out of the room and I'm like, it's, it's, it's stupid. It's faulty. It's not even real. Like whatever. And so I walked out of the room and I actually forgot about it for maybe 
10 to 20 minutes I can't remember and then I was like oh yeah I have that test I'm gonna go check it and see if it's done anything it's not gonna be positive like there's no way it's positive and I remember looking down at the counter and the words yes with a plus popped up and I was like oh my god I was speechless like that was the only time in my life I had ever been truly speechless I didn't know what to say I just started crying I I I was so in shock that I was pregnant like I had no symptoms that I thought of um <laughs> And I was like, I don't feel pregnant. The month before, I had every single symptom in the book. And obviously, I wasn't pregnant. And when you symptom spot, it's the worst thing in the world. But that month, I had none. Like, at all. But after I found out I was pregnant, I can kind of look back and I'm like, well, obviously, my missed period was a fucking symptom. Duh. Like, uh, obviously, that's a symptom. Um, I was also having very heightened sense of smell from the time that I found out all throughout my entire pregnancy. It was so bad to where I couldn't be in the, in the kitchen, um, or around the dishes. I couldn't do the dishes at all, which like, I hate dishes, but like just the smell of gross food, even if they were only in there for like that day, <laughs> Uh, it was horrible and I would have to run to the bathroom. It was terrible. I'm actually going to do an entire episode on like funny uh, pregnancy stories from her pregnancy because there's a lot of funny pregnancy stories that I can look back now and I'm like, okay, like you were so irrational. But at the time, like it was the worst and it, it was horrible. So, uh, her pregnancy was so, so, so easy. And I just, I still can't believe that it was so easy. Um, at the time, obviously every single pregnancy is hard, but at the time I felt like it was really hard. But looking back now, I'm like, you didn't even get heartburn, honey. You could sit the hell down. Your pregnancy was not hard. Now, my son's pregnancy, oh, I'm going to get into that in just a second. But, oh, my God, it was the worst. Her pregnancy was a fucking breeze. I had the biggest confidence that I've ever had in my entire life. Her bump was so cute. I loved just like sitting down at the end of a long day of working. Yes, I was a working mom at the time. I was working while I was pregnant. I actually worked up until I was 35 weeks, I think. Yeah, it was 35 weeks. Um, and then I became a stay-at-home mom after that. So it like some parts of the pregnancy were really hard at the very beginning i actually had um dizzy spells to where i i was drinking enough water eating enough food and i would still at my work would feel like i was gonna pass out so they actually gave me a chair which i was so grateful for i love my boss so much i'm still friends with her on facebook uh she is truly the best boss ever but they like accommodated my pregnancy needs and it was it was amazing so anyway um 
She was born on August 23rd, 2017, a beautiful, healthy baby girl, six pounds even, and she's just so crazy. She is going to be four this year. She'll be four in August, and I just cannot believe that. But when she was nine months old, uh, we actually started trying for my son, and I will actually have our entire TTC journey up pretty soon, I think in the next two episodes two or three episodes, I can't remember. Um, that will be up here soon, so I'm not going to really talk about that, but we started trying in May of 2018, and we got pregnant in May of 2019, so it was a year-long process of trying to conceive him. It was very, very, very difficult. Um, unlike my TTC with my daughter. It was extremely, extremely difficult with him. And I found out that I have a thyroid disorder as well when I got pregnant with him. Um, but yeah, in that episode that I have in the next couple weeks, um, I actually talk about finding out I was pregnant with him. So that will be up here soon. So I'm not really going to get into that. But it was truly incredible um finding out that I was pregnant with him because it was a whirlwind I I'm still totally in shock of how it happened two years later um I still cannot believe that it happened that way so anyway anyway <laughs> um but yeah we we tried for 12 months over 12 months and I know a lot of people say like, oh, but 12 months can be normal. And actually that's outdated information. Um, most doctors will actually see you at the six month mark. My doctor would not, um, but they were not a fertility specialist. So definitely see a fertility specialist if you are having troubles getting pregnant. Um, so yeah. Anyway, but that is definitely outdated information about the whole year thing because more than likely it's about six to eight months is when you should go see your doctor if you're not conceiving. So I know a lot of people throw that in my face, but they're like, but it's normal. And it's like, not, not in my situation. First of all, I have endometriosis, but I also didn't find out that I have a thyroid disorder as well, which also causes miscarriage and infertility. So those two things were not fun. But like all going through his pregnancy, it was rough. If you guys didn't know our entire pregnancy story, it's all up on my YouTube channel. Definitely go over there too after this episode because I have every single video over there of his pregnancy. I vlogged it all and it was amazing. I love looking back at those memories, but I am an ex-YouTube mom, so I am no longer posting over there. But his pregnancy was really difficult. At 16 weeks, I was diagnosed with a cervical prolapse. I was put on um, pelvic rest and it was just kind of very difficult pregnancy. I had SPD, which is where your pelvic bone actually splits in half. So that was fun. Um, it was just a very, very difficult pregnancy and a lot of people 
thought that I was complaining about his pregnancy when like I was obviously super grateful to be pregnant, but you don't have to love your pregnancy to love your baby. You don't have to love your pregnancy to be grateful. And that is okay because his fucking pregnancy was hard as shit. I can look back now and I'm like, yeah, that shit was hard. And you know how I said that my daughter is, I can look back and be like, that was easy. No, his was hard. I thought that I had lost him at 16 weeks because I started bleeding because of my undiagnosed prolapse that my doctor actually refused to diagnose at the time. There's like a whole story that goes along with that. So anyway, um, it was just a very, very hard pregnancy, but he was born on February 2nd, 2020, and he was weighing six pounds, 13 ounces. Um, if you guys didn't know, I am a formula mom. I tried breastfeeding him, but he wouldn't latch and he also wasn't gaining weight. So we had to switch him over to formula at five days old, which he formula is amazing. That is best 100%. And if you think otherwise, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. Um, both of my kids are actually alive because of formula. If it wasn't for formula, they would both be dead. Like just to put it bluntly, that's, that's literally where we are. And that's fucking fine because my kids are the best, best people ever. And they have my entire heart. And I just, I sometimes don't know how parents cannot be amazing parents because seeing my kids smile every single day and just seeing their laughter is like heals me. I always say this all the time. If I didn't have kids young, if I didn't have kids young, I would not be alive today. Sorry, I'm crying. <laughs> um, my kids are the ones that keep me alive. Like, truly. I'm not even exaggerating. Just seeing the smiles on their faces and just, like, knowing that I'm their mom is the best thing ever. And I don't know how someone can take that for granted. And if that is your story and you also have a parent that took that for granted, I am so, so sorry and you deserve so much better because constantly, every single day, I always think about how I would have want to be treated as a daughter. And so I always treat my kids the way that I wanted to be treated. And truly having kids has healed my inner kid. Um, you know, just seeing their laughter and seeing their smiles heals me and I will forever deal with trauma like I will forever deal with PTSD like I said I didn't even know I had PTSD until I was 21 um because I thought that only soldiers got that and that my situation wasn't that bad but the truth of the matter is sometimes it is and sometimes you just you just have to chug along and that's okay. Um, 
But anyway, that is kind of all up to now. Now we're in 2021. I have an almost four-year-old and a 16-month-old. And we do plan on trying in the next two years, hopefully. Um, obviously, that kind of depends on like a whole ton of different things. If my endometriosis cooperates, if my surgery goes well, I have to have surgery for my endometriosis um, and all of that type of stuff. So... And then obviously God's timing as well, because who knows how long it's going to take to conceive that next baby. So anyway, that is the entire episode that I have for you guys. That is like my entire life story. If you guys want to hear like more details about my story, I'm going to do a ton of different podcast episodes over here and I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited to be starting this podcast. Like I can't believe that that it's here. Like, I cannot believe it. I'm so excited. And it's all thanks to you guys over on my Instagram. You guys are amazing. And I love you so, so, so much. Like, I can't even explain to you how much I love you because you guys are truly like my family. And I'm so, so, so grateful for every single one of you. And I love hearing from you guys and just go follow me over on Instagram at Kayla Natalie underscore. And for this podcast, it's at mindyourownmotherhood.podcast. So um, I will talk to you next Monday for Mind Your Own Motherhood Monday. Bye, guys. Bye.